kids, you did so good. I am so proud of you. That was great singing. Good job, everyone. Let's give our kids a hand one more time, shall we? Good job. Now, kids, I don't know if you realize this or not, but as we were singing that song, uh, in that song, some of the words that we sang included, all is calm, all is bright, and then later on, we sang, sleep in heavenly peace. Buddy, could you just slide back just a little bit, because I'm going to end up stepping on you if you're right there, okay? I just, I just need to be able to put my foot right there, okay? You'll be good now. Sorry about that. Anyway, we slang sleep in heavenly peace, right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but when it's Christmas time, I have a hard time sleeping in heavenly peace. I remember when, you're, when I was your age, on Christmas Eve, the last thing I did was slept in heavenly peace. In fact, for two or three weeks leading up to Christmas, I had a hard time sleeping in heavenly peace. You know what? Does anybody else have trouble sleeping at Christmas time? Oh, phew, I'm glad yeah, I'm not there we alone. Go. I mean, I would toss and I would turn. I would plead with my dad to let us get up at like three or four in the morning so that we could open Christmas presents. And my dad's like, no, we are not getting up at three or four in the morning. You have to stay in bed till 6 a.m. Oh, 6 a.m., that's a killer. But you know what's even worse? Robin makes me stay in bed till 7 Oh, man. But then we'd get up and we'd start unwrapping, unwrapping the presents. And you know what? It was not calm when we unwrapped presents. And if a toy got broken on Christmas morning, one of those brand new ones, things were not bright. No, not at all. And what about the rest of us? Um, we just sang, all is calm, all is bright, sleep in heavenly peace. Okay, all you adults, are you feeling it? Are you feeling the calm? I know for me, the last couple days since school got out, I've been getting those last-minute gifts that I forgot, planning menus, running to the store. I think I've been to the store every day for something I've forgotten, trying to get my house cleaned up so that we can have people over, thinking through everything over and over, getting all the details... Yet we sing, all is calm, all is bright, sleep in heavenly peace. And there's a dichotomy between those two things from what the song says and what our reality is. And that difference keeps us from really enjoying what Christmas is all about, the joy of Christmas. Yeah, and so today what we want to do is we want to take a look at some of the Christmas symbols that, are, that we have in hopes of helping all of us experience the joy of Christmas. Now, kids, who can tell me what a symbol is? Yes, ma'am. It's like a picture that represents something. A picture that represents something. Very good. A symbol can be a picture. It can be anything. It's just some other item, thing. I mean, whatever it is, but it represents something else. That was an excellent answer. And kids, we have a lot of symbols at Christmas time. 
Can you guys tell me some of the symbols that you've seen at Christmas time? Back there in the back. The nativity scene. We actually have one right here on the stage. Good job. What's another symbol? Presents. We've even got a present over there under the tree. Good job. What about you, young lady? Giving. Giving gifts. That's right. Evan. We've got a Christmas tree. Good job. And one more. Ornaments. That's right. Not just ornaments, but we also got Christmas lights, right? We've got all these symbols and they represent other things. Well, today, as we consider how some of these symbols can help us experience the Christmas, the joy of Christmas, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at those symbols. So, Those of you adults, in your worship folder, you will find a note sheet that you can follow along with. And kids, I actually have that same note sheet that I want to give to you because there are some activities that go along, here you go buddy, that go along with each of the points that your parents are going to be writing down. Now, I want to encourage you kids to also write down those points, but then you get to do the activities that are down at the bottom. Now, the one thing that I want to ask of you, though, is that I want you to try to do the activity as we're talking about it. So, Miss Robin or I will be talking about some kind of a point that's either on page one, two, three, or four. So, everybody right now should be on page one, okay? Because that's the first thing that we're going to be doing. Make sense? So... Page one. Good job, guys. There you go, buddy. You can use that. And we've got crayons and we've got pencils. Miss Antonia, there's some pencils underneath your boot right there. Got all settled? Here we go. Well, the first symbol we would like to talk about is the nativity scene. See, the nativity scene reminds us to slow down and consider the significance of Christmas. And kids, on the first page, looks like you found it. There's a dot to dot for you guys to do. And adults, if you'd like. I know you're doing it. So what do you think of when you see the nativity scene? See, when we pull our nativity scene out every year, when my boys pulled it out about two weeks ago, we all looked to make sure that all the pieces were there, that nothing had disappeared over the summer, how many dents were in the new tin, you know, the tin that it comes in. Is anything broken? And then we've got it set up under the tree. And I also enjoy when I go places, I like looking at nativity scenes, just seeing the different styles. There's all kinds of them out there, but they're all set up a little different, but they're all conveying just the same beauty of the nativity. But when you stop and really look at it, when I stop and when I look at it, what do I see? I see a newborn baby sleeping peacefully in a manger. I see Mary and Joseph, exhausted from delivering their newborn son, just gazing at him. I see shepherds who came in from the fields at the call of the song of an angel, just standing there and looking at him. And I see wise men who stopped their studies traveled following a star presenting gifts to the newborn king. I also see animals just sleeping peacefully 
just basking in the presence of God. So kids, when your mom and dad taught you how to cross the street, right? They told you to stop, to look both ways, and to listen. That's right, because that's what's safe to do. You come up to the curb, you stop, you look both ways, and you listen. Well, I think that's a good reminder for us as we look at this. We need to stop, we need to look, and then we need to listen. Psalm 46 starts, and it starts by saying God is our refuge and our strength. He's always there in times of trouble. And then it it ends near the end of the, the passage. It says this phrase. It's one of my favorite phrases in the Bible. It says, be still and know that I am God. I just love that. Be still and know that I am God. So this Christmas season, if you're feeling busy, if you're feeling hurried, Look at this nativity scene and let it remind you to stop, to look, and to listen. Stop for a bit. We really don't need to be as busy as we are. Look at Jesus. Feel his presence. Feel his peace. And then listen to his voice. He's got some great things to say to us. We, like the people in the nativity, need to slow down so that we can listen as well. Now, the second symbol that we want to talk about this morning, it's one of my favorites, it's the presence. You see, the presence reminds us that God gave us the greatest gift because God gave us His one and only Son, Jesus. So kids, I want you to go ahead and turn to page 2 And in that activity, what you're going to do is you are going to circle all the ways that the presence in the top picture are different from the presence in the bottom picture. You just circle the difference whenever you see a difference. Now, I don't know how many differences there are, so you're going to have to look long and hard. But when you find them, then you can go ahead and color those in, okay? You see, in Romans 6.23, it says, The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Kids, what do we do? Kids, what do we do when someone gives a gift? What do we do? We thank him. Oh, there you go. So let's say I had this gift right here, right? And let's say that I was going to give this gift to Robin, right? What has Robin got to do to enjoy this gift? Does she just look at it? Does she say, oh, man, Mark, you did such a great job of wrapping that? That's probably one of the best ever. I think that is one of the best ever. I think it is. (laughs) She got to open it? Okay, how's she going to do that? Yes. Actually, does she need to like get it from me? She actually has to like receive it, right? She's got to receive that gift from me to herself so that she can open it and enjoy it. Well, guys, in a similar fashion, we need to receive God's great gift to us. We need to receive Jesus. We have to take Jesus into our lives. You see, John 1.12 says, 
Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That verse tells us that receiving Jesus means that we begin believing Jesus. We begin trusting Jesus for everything that we do and everything that we say. We trust him for how we act. And you know what? We can receive Jesus very simply. We just have to believe. And one of the things that we can do that shows that we're believing is we can just ask him to come into our lives. You know, Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so today, if you want to receive Jesus, God's greatest gift, you can just bow your head and you can pray a simple prayer to Jesus that says, Jesus, today, I want to receive you. Jesus, today, I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe that I fall short of your holy standard. And today, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross in my place to save me from my sins. And Jesus, I believe that you rose from the dead and that you're alive today. Jesus, today, I want to receive you. I want to trust you for my life and for my everlasting life. Kids, you can pray that today. And you know what? If you do, at some point in this service, whether while Robin and I are talking or while we're singing songs, if you just want to say a simple prayer that says, Jesus, I receive you today, then later on, I want you to tell your mom or your dad that today you prayed that and received Jesus. In fact, you could tell your kids' quest teachers, all right? And everybody else, if today you want to receive Jesus, in your worship folder, there's a connect card that lets us know that you're here, and there's a place that you can check in that that says, today I received Jesus. And I'd invite you to check that and turn that in when we receive the offering. Robin and I would love to know that you have started a relationship with God's greatest gift, Jesus. And we would love to help you begin that relationship with him. Yeah. Can I get it back later? Sure. Okay, just checking. (laughs) The third symbol is the Christmas tree. So kiddos, on the next page, there is a maze for you to do. To go from the star down to the base of the tree. See, the Christmas tree reminds us that we need to stay connected to God. So how? (laughs) How does the Christmas tree remind us that we need to stay connected to God? Well, Jesus talks about our relationship with him in John 15. And in verse 5, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. So Jesus is our source of life. When I was a kid, when I was about these guys' age, my dad had put us all in the 69 Ford Bronco, three on the tree and Armstrong steering, and we would drive up into the woods. I see some of you have driven it. You'd drive up into the woods where the snow was deep, and we would always get our family Christmas tree up in the woods. And we'd tromp through the snow and find the perfect tree, and dad would cut it down, and we'd bring it back to the house. 
And it always smelled so good in the house when you get a fresh tree in the house. We get it decorated, and my mom was really good at keeping it watered because I, I didn't get that gift. But she's very good at keeping it watered. So we'd decorate it, and we'd hang out under the tree. My brother and I would play board games under the tree. My parents would sit around it, and they would read. But after a couple weeks, the tree just wasn't looking quite as nice as when we started. It started to drop its needles. When you'd uh, brush past it, a whole bunch would fall on the floor, or the branches would start to break. And when it got to the point, you know, after Christmas, where you're vacuuming more than to try to keep the floor clean than not, the tree had to go. We had to take it down and throw it away. Well, why? Well, the tree is dead. It's decaying. It's not alive. And we are a lot like that tree. See, we need to be connected to God to be alive. So another how question is, how do we stay connected to God? Well, we read our Bibles and we pray. Those are the two ways to stay connected with God. See, this is how Jesus stayed connected to God. In Luke 5, 16, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places, and he prayed. Jesus prayed. And in Philippians 4, Paul tells us to pray about everything. Then we can experience the peace of God, which surpasses anything that we can even begin to understand. So if we want to experience the joy of Christmas, we need to talk to God through prayer. We need to read his Bible to hear his words to us. This peace, this life, is not something that we just keep to ourselves. See, a tree that is connected to its life source, it will produce fruit. Just like when we are connected to our life source, which is God, we also produce fruit. And that's something we share with others. Which brings us to our fourth point for the morning. The final symbol that we want to discuss that's going to help us experience the joy of Christmas are the lights. You see, the lights remind us to share the Christmas story with others. Now, kids, what do lights do? Yes, ma'am. They make it bright. And how do they make it bright? Evan. That's right, they shine. This light just all over the place, right? Well, on your last page, on the fourth page, you guys can draw in more Christmas lights around all those Christmas trees, and then you can color those lights so that they are very beautiful and shining very bright, all right? Yeah, good good job. All right, Jesus says... In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Kids, if we were to turn out all the lights and close all the shades, what would happen? Yes, ma'am. It would get really dark, wouldn't it? And if it were really dark, guess what would happen to us? We couldn't see. And we'd walk around and we'd stumble. We'd probably trip over the pews and bump into one another. We'd get all spun around and we'd probably become really afraid. 
because it was so dark, because it was so confusing, right? But if we were to turn on a bright light, say something like a bright flashlight, (laughs) if we were to turn that on and shine that all around, what would happen? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, we'd be able to see where we were going, wouldn't we? And it wouldn't be so dark anymore. Well, guys, in a similar fashion, Jesus knows how we should live. He knows how to light our way. And we can walk about with Jesus without being all confused, without having to be afraid. 2 Peter 1.30 says, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Jesus. You see, in Jesus, we have the answers for living. And we have the answers for a hope that never ends. Being with Jesus forever in heaven. And you know what? God wants us to share that good news of light with others. He wants us to live like Jesus. And He wants us to tell others about the story of Jesus, about His story so that other people can live without stumbling and without having to be afraid. But kids, what would happen if I covered this light up? If it were all dark in here and this were the only light that were shining, what would happen if I were to take, say, a 10-pack popcorn box and I were to cover this light? What would happen? It would be dark again wouldn't it? Kids, do you want to know something? There are some people who know and have the light of Jesus, but they choose to cover him up because they think it will be more fun to live stumbling around in the darkness than having Jesus' light light their path. But Jesus knows that we will experience more joy and we will enable other people to experience more joy if we will simply uncover the light. Jesus knows what we need. And Jesus knows what our friends need. And Jesus wants us to share the Christmas story with everybody. And you know what? With all the Christmas symbols that we have out and available at this time of year, it makes it a really easy time to share the message of Jesus. So in the hustle and the bustle of the next day and a half, when you see the Christmas symbols, it is our hope that you will remember the Christmas joy, and the joy that God has given us His Son, that you'd be able to slow down and just enjoy the true gift of Christmas. It says, He who has the Son has life. Mm -hmm. And this life lasts eternally. And it is so joyful. Amen. Let's pray together. Kids, can you bow your heads and pray with me? Mm -hmm. Jesus, I just want to thank you 
for coming to this earth that we might have life and have it abundantly everlasting. And Jesus, I pray that if there's anyone here today who has said, I want to receive Jesus today, that you would just protect them and strengthen them, give them the courage to tell others of that decision, that we might partner together in encouraging one another and experiencing the joy that is ours because of Christmas. So God, we just say thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. And we pray that you would protect us and guide us and lead us according to your promises. And we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.